Bruce Arians had some interesting things to say today as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers reported for the official start of their 2019 training camp. We are reacting to those words on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Guys, do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Blue Chew, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. For instance, you know, a lot of guys talk a big game, but if you're a one-and-done kind of guy, Blue Chew can even help you get to round number two. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for all our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code Locked On. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to try Blue Chew for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am David Harrison and joining me today for this episode is Bucks Nation writer Bailey Adams. Find him on Twitter at BaileyJAdams22. Of course, find everything that he is writing over at Bucks Nation. Bailey, thank you so much for filling in for today's episode as James is out celebrating his wife's birthday. Much deserved, obviously. Brother, training camp is literally a wake-up away. What What are your feelings right now about, about what's about to go down there in Tampa? Hey, David. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty giddy. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, it's been a long week for me, personally. Um, some changes throughout my life, moving back home, starting a new job. But man, I wake up tomorrow morning, go in for a half day of work, and then it's off to, to one buck. And I couldn't be more excited. I'm so excited for football to be back. And we're just really ready to see what the Bucks look like this year. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. And I know we've said it on the show already a couple times, but just one more time, congratulations on everything you've got going on. Uh, very, very happy for you and, and the steps that you're making, the progress you're making so far. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, so what we're going to talk about today, I mean, a lot a lot was happening there uh, there at the Advent Health Training Center. A lot, everybody reporting, all the players are there now, all 85 active and available for participation uh, for training camp are there on the premises. And head coach Bruce Arians took the podium along with some other players. We're only a 30 to 35-minute show, so we can't cover all of the, all the conversations. So I went ahead and decided we're going to start with the head man. We're going to start with the head coach, Bruce Arians. We're going to talk about some of the things that he dropped uh, with the media talking today. And we're going to start, Bailey. Um, I know that you caught it, so hopefully the rest of our Locked On listeners have have caught it. We asked Carmen yesterday on our episode if she was worried at all about the outside pass rushers, given the situation going on with JPP. She said she wasn't, and her, her rationale is very logical because not only do the edge rushers impact the pass rush, but so does the interior defensive line. 
and so on and so forth. And Bruce Arians was asked a similar type question involving uh, the absence of JPP and the other edge rushers. Edge rushers. Uh, so let's go ahead real quick and take a take a listen to that. Bruce, the, the biggest, I guess, unexpected change since the draft for you guys would be Jason Pierre-Paul and his injury. You haven't made many moves to to offset that or to anticipate that. How comfortable are you going with the outside <laughs> pass rushers you have right now? Oh, very. I think Shaq Barrett is, is going to be outstanding. I think, you know, all those guys, Carl, uh, Noah, he has flourished in this in his what his role is now. Um, I'm anxious to see him and rush the passer in pads, you know, because he was he was very effective in shorts. Um, so yeah, I think the group, the interior guys are excellent blitzers. You know, I, I think here in Tampa, you traditionally only think of four man line press rush. That's not who we are, but it's been here for a long, long time. But it's not that way anymore. All right, Bailey. So that's what the head coach had to say. What are your thoughts on uh, this group? I mean, Carl Nassib, Noah Spence, Shaq Barrett, uh, Anthony Nelson. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this group moving forward without JPP? Yeah, of course, losing JPP is, is really tough and just a really unfortunate circumstance for the Bucks. But I'm, I'm still pretty excited about the group that's in place right now. Um, I love what Carl Nassib did last year off the edge. Um, seeing him move, move outside and then a different look will be interesting. Um, excited about the addition of Shaq Barrett, but man, the thing that really got me pumped was was hearing about um, some good reports about Noah Spence. You know, a guy that kind of showed flashes as a rookie um, a couple years ago of what he could do, and then he's kind of fallen off since. And really, it kind of felt like where, where did the guy go? Um, so to hear that that he's taking on this new role and and doing well with it, um, and of course, I don't know how how effective, like what, what, what it means to be effective in shorts. But I think just the, the fact that he, he's apparently knowing, the, uh, learning the position and, and is comfortable there, I'm super excited about that. And then to his point about the interior guys as, as, as excellent blitzers, I mean, you have Ndamukong and Sue and you got um, Vita Vea. I, I'm just so excited about Vita Vea this year and, and the, the push he's going to get up the middle. And, you know, he didn't even really mention – the I mean unless you, you count the interior guys, but he didn't talk about Devin White, you know, the guys that he can send on blitzes. I'm I'm really excited about this group and again, losing JPP was unfortunate, but I think the Bucks will make do with what they have. Yeah, man, I picked up on the exact same thing that you were talking about right there at the beginning, and that's Noah Spence. Uh I, I was high on Noah when he came out of the in the in the NFL draft there in the second round. And I know James always gives me crap about my Ohio State fandom and all this other stuff, but I wasn't a Noah Spence fan because he played for a period of time at Ohio State. I was a Noah Spence fan because of what I thought he would be able to do in the NFL in the right defense. And we've we've talked about this, James and I, on this show a, a lot. And I remember going back to that, and I, I did express concerns of, could he really be a down lineman in the National Football League? And like you said, he's kind of had an up-and-down career. That shoulder injury didn't really help things. And then last year basically just a non-factor uh, across the board. But now this year he's going to get a chance to, it, it seems like anyway, to play mostly standing up as an outside linebacker and really use kind of that speed and that quickness and some of that hand fighting that he was uh, drafted for. And I'm looking forward to it, uh, to it as well. Again, like you said, not really sure what he's looked good in shorts means other than maybe just understanding language and and understanding kind of where he's supposed to be, his assignments, his, his fits uh, during certain play calls and everything else. But even if that is all that Bruce is really referring to, that's an improvement because I know a lot of the conjecture, a lot of the speculation last year coming out of Tampa Bay was that a big reason Noah Spence wasn't on the field is because he wasn't understanding 
what his assignment was and what he was supposed to be doing on the field. I tend to lean towards more as probably he wasn't a good fit for what they were trying to make him do. But we'll we'll see once the pads come on uh, and everything goes live, what's going to happen. And you bring up the off-ball uh, linebackers, and there were so many good quotes from this Bruce Arians press conference. I'm really glad you mentioned that because we can go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Uh, a lot of conversation was had during the press conferences about Devin White, and Devin White was asked about kind of his impressions and other players. And there have been some comments and some comparisons play-wise to uh, Ray Lewis, you know, from Devin White. And I think back, man, and as excited he as he got about Vita Vea today, about you know how he mentioned that he had heard all this stuff about Vita and how great he was, but he almost kind of didn't believe it just because it almost sounded too good to be true. And then once he saw him playing in OTAs and, and some of this offseason stuff they've been doing that he's even better than advertised. So it takes me back to when the Ravens drafted Haloti Nada, and the storyline, I don't know how true it was. I never really vetted it because I wasn't uh, you know, covering the Ravens. But I remember hearing a story that basically Ray Lewis had gone to the brass and said, listen, you need to give me some help up front if I'm going to be able to do the things that I need to do and be disruptive in this league. So they went out and got Haloti Nada, and then boom, Ray Lewis was back again, and he was dominating the NFL uh, on the field like he did pretty much during his entire career. And I just can't help but think, man, Devin White's getting comps to Ray Lewis as a player, and now Vita Vea's got Devin excited. We're all kind of excited to see what he and Ndamukong Sue can do. Like you said, getting a pass rush from other players and just the outside linebackers. I mean, uh, Devin White and 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 Vita, Vita Vea, could this be the next you know Derek Brooks ish Warren Sapp combo? I mean, you love to see it. Um, that's a, the huge, huge shoes to to, lit, to step into, um, and obviously, we'll we'll see with time, but. Man, I, I'm really excited about the combo. Yeah, I mean, that that comparison with Lodiata and Ray Lewis to, to Vea and White is something I hadn't thought of. Um, but man, I, I really like that. I think I think there's definitely a parallel there. And just he, hearing Brees talk about the the excitement about Devin White and Devin White's maturity and how he can just he seems to be able to handle everything. It's got me so excited to, to see him. Uh, out there on the practice field tomorrow and, and throughout the month and just kind of see his development and in the middle of this defense that, man, I, I'm I'm trying not to get too excited about the defense, but it's getting hard. And it's something I haven't been able to say about the Bucks in quite a while. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I was actually uh, at work today talking to some people about, you know, getting excited and offseason hype and everything else. And, I mean, I just, I just can't help it, I guess. Uh, I'm very excited. But I think it's more just excited to see what's going to happen, I guess, versus for me anyway. I'm not necessarily expecting a top five NFL defense, but um, I think we've all kind of gone on the record. I think we mostly agree that if the if the Buccaneers can create even a mid a mid tier defense in this league, then this offense is more than well equipped uh, to get this team into the playoffs. Absolutely. All right, Bailey. So I mean, uh, segueing perfectly, talking about Devin White, obviously the top rookie in this class this year, and again during the press conference there. Bruce Arians was asked about his mentality towards playing rookies. That conversation has been had kind of around the Buccaneers team in, in recent years with Coach Cutter and his staff and you know the willingness to play rookies. And like you said, getting excited about this defense, but getting excited about this defense really kind of looks like it means there's going to be quite the rookie influence. And uh, here's what Coach Arians had to say about the potential of playing rookies. You were versed to playing rookies extensively, Bruce, in your experience. And- living maybe with some youthful mistakes. I, w- I was very against it in Arizona. And we drafted some guys that we knew were going to redshirt because we didn't need them that year. Um, this is probably the most mature group of rookies I've ever been around in, in my 20-some years in the NFL. 
these are these guys are, are serious men coming to work. They're not silly guys with a lot of money in their pocket. And uh, one of the things I think we learned in, in Arizona was that part, that that great talent that might be a tick immature, take the guy that's right next to him that is mature, because these guys have to play now. All right, Bailey. What do you think about the uh, the prospects? What do you think about what Bruce said there about you know the most mature rookie class he's ever been around, and the the possibility that I, I mean I think we're looking at what maybe four starting rookies on this on this defense potentially depending on I mean if you count you know that kind of that third corner as a starter maybe uh, what are your what are your thoughts on that whole thing? I was very interested in that. Um, first of all, just the the fact that he was so against playing rookies in Arizona. I mean, I, I've seen and heard coaches around the NFL in the past talk about rookies at certain positions that, that kind of just can't adjust very quickly or need some time. But to, to have that policy where he was against it was kind of interesting to hear. But, yeah, to, to hear that these guys are, are serious and are, are ready to get to work, um, it's got to be exciting. And I can, I can see why Coach Arians is, is so pumped about this group of guys. And it really will be interesting to see the, the rookie class and how the defense takes shape with these guys because – I mean, obviously, you have Devin White right in the middle. He's going to start. And then Sean Murphy Bunting, he's probably going to start in that rotational, that third corner kind of role. Um, I could see Mike Edwards getting in there uh, a fair amount, uh, depending on how Justin Evans recovers and how that whole safety group shakes out. And then we'll see Jamel Dean for sure. And and just to, to think about, you know, the, the thought of, of this defense needing a turnaround and, and turning to rookies to do it, yeah, that group better be mature. That group better be ready to play now. And the good thing for the Bucks is I feel like this group is ready to play now. Yeah, I mean, the more we talk about, the more we look into, and the more we learn about some of the the rookies that were drafted, the more confident I get as well that they can actually step onto an NFL football field in their first year as a starter and potentially do damage. Um, Mike Edwards is definitely a guy that I'm excited about, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing. You mentioned Jamel Dean. Man, I've said it, and I'm still here. Uh, I just I don't know where Jamel Dean fits right now, and so that's really one big thing I'm looking forward uh, to catching from from you and Evan being down there in the early parts of camp and 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 getting those reports. Just where where is Jamel Dean playing? How is he doing? What is he doing? What does he look like? Because that's really kind of my big question mark from this draft class. I feel like every other rookie, I feel like I have a solid grasp of where they're going to be, what they're going to be asked to do, how they're going to be asked to do it. And I have an idea kind of in my head of their their ceiling as far as how how well I feel like they can execute that. But Jamel, he's the guy, man. He's the wild card for me that I really just have no clue about. Um, and then, yeah, this whole starting rookies thing. So did you happen to catch the episode where we had Styles White on uh, the show? Um, I don't think I did, no. Yeah, that's, that is a very entertaining interview, Bailey. If, if you have time at, at some point in the near future, I definitely suggest you go catch that. But he in that interview, he mentioned – uh, kind of, he was talking, kind of going back to the Raheem Morris days, and yeah, I think even a little bit back into the John Gruden days, where he talked about how uh, there's kind of a changing in the guard. The team got rid of a lot of veterans. They brought in a lot of young talent, and then they kind of got mad when young guys started acting like young guys. And I think that's kind of what Coach Aaron was talking about there with Arizona. Is it's not so much getting mad about young guys acting young, but so much more about okay, we got a young guy we know is going to act young, so let's not put so much on his shoulders. But then this year they went out and they got a bunch of young guys who can act older. Chris Godwin has gotten a lot of praise during his career uh, for being mature beyond his 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 years. You know, one of his coaches kind of ran in and raved about how 
uh, the first time he met him there in Tampa, he's expecting this kid to kind of be lost, not know what he needs, uh, needs needing his handheld, everything else. And this guy's already moved into his apartment and everything else. So it looks it looks really solid, and it, it kind of reminded me of a voicemail we got recently from Jim in South Carolina, one of our our callers and listeners, uh, who who recollected who uh, who recalled a conversation or story about uh, Buck Scouts and, and or coaches, somebody going to players and saying, if there's somebody from your roster who could, that you could bring with you, who would that be? And that and Mike Edwards uh, was a big name that came out of those conversations. And Bailey, going back to the combine, man, I mean that was a question that was asked by some reporters as well as. If you could bring one of your college teammates with you, who would it be? And usually the, the prospects asked those questions had an answer. They had someone in mind, oh, if I could bring this guy with me, that would be great. Um, but there were a couple guys who, when they got asked that question, you could kind of see the wheels spinning, but they're like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll play with, you know, whoever, you know, if any of my teammates are drafted to, you know, with me, it's, that'd be great. But at the end of the day, you know, I'll play with whoever my teammates are, no matter where I end up. And it's kind of like okay, okay, that kind of that kind of speaks volumes a little bit because it means either there's a lack of leadership within the players and on that roster, and that kind of shows some things, or this is a kid who maybe doesn't appreciate leadership so much. So it could be either or. But anyway, just kind of speaks to that that mentality of of mature rookies and and leaning on them. Um, speaking of maturity, Bailey, Jameis Winston and his mentality is something that James and I have talked about recently on this show during our quarterback preview. And Bruce Arians was also asked about Jameis's mentality. So let's check out what he had to say about that. How much of Jameis's improvement, Bruce, will come from the neck up rather than footwork technique? Uh, I think probably 70% is upstairs. He has improved, I think, dramatically his footwork and stuff because he's worked so hard at it. And that helps because that stops that high, hot one down the middle. The high, hot one down the middle doesn't have anything with your brain. It's your technique. And that's usually where he gets in trouble, firing one down the middle, and it's, it's high and hot. And, uh, you know, we worked a lot about talking about second base throws rather than where a guy has to reach above his head. All right, so that was Coach Arians talking about how, you know, 70% of what Jameis is going to be doing is, is mental and then the rest of it is technique and physical. Um, we know he's at the arm. You know, we know he's got the, the physical ability. Uh, you hear you hear him talk about footwork, not necessarily being a mental thing. I honestly, I feel like footwork is a mental thing. I think footwork definitely ties into the to the mental aspect of the game a little bit closer than maybe you know the the everything else might uh, physically speaking. What are your what are your thoughts on what Coach Arian said there, and as far as Jameis Winston and his mentality moving forward? I think that footwork point you make is actually interesting, just because you think of a guy and, and you think of a guy's footwork, you have to kind of wonder. You know, if he's thinking too hard about his footwork, thinking too hard about his technique down there, where his head's at otherwise. And I think that's that's definitely a good point you made there. But, yeah, man, I, I thought it was intriguing to hear the second part there, um, talking about second base throws instead of, you know, the throws where a guy has to reach above his head. And, and as soon as I heard Coach Arian say that, I thought of how many times in the past few years I, I've seen Mike Evans have to reach up and, and haul one in that was that should have probably been an incomplete pass, but he's Mike Evans, so he grabbed it. And then Chris Godwin doing the same. And and that's one of those things where I think having Coach Arians on at his side and, and learning from him, learning from Byron Leftwich, that's one thing where I think Jameis can take a step forward this year and, and really has to take a step forward this year. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that he needs to do better, but that's that's certainly one of those things that seems like a simple simple thing that he should he should just be able to get down, but for whatever reason he hasn't, 
I think I think that step forward comes this year with this coaching staff and and just the you know the work on his technique, but also the the help with his his mental game as well. Yeah, I feel good about that as well. And and uh, touching back on the baseball analogy that that you also picked out of that quote, I really I really thought that was an interesting moment because when you talk about Bruce Arians and his reputation as the quote unquote quarterback whisperer, um, I think back to his book and some of the other stories that I've I've read. Uh, from other quarterbacks who have worked with him. And it's it's interesting to me that every single quarterback that I can find stories on, whether it be from his book or from uh, interviews with former quarterbacks, whatever, the way that he talks to these guys in those stories are all different. And I think that kind of just shows the versatility in Bruce Arians, the ability for Bruce to really practice what he preaches. Because, I mean, the entire message all offseason is we're going to come with a scheme that – emphasizes our players talents and we all kind of heard that before but i think as fans and as outsiders people who aren't in the meeting rooms and aren't in the game planning sessions it's it's a little bit hard to believe it until you witness it and in this stage of the game we haven't seen any you know live practices and pads and stuff like that we haven't seen any live game plans being executed so this is really the kind of the first morsel that i can point to and say this is a, a demonstration of them practicing what they're preaching because I didn't hear, I've never heard of, I've never read, and, and granted, there's plenty of conversations that he's had with Peyton Manning, but I've never heard of Bruce Arians using a baseball analogy with Peyton Manning. But here we are, and Bruce is using a baseball analogy with James Winston, and those who know about James Winston's history knows that he's a he's a baseball player. He he's a, he's a baseball guy as well. So talking about that second base throw and stuff like that really kind of helps Bruce translate what he's trying to get through in his message to a quarterback in a, in a language that he knows how to speak. And I really like that because I really feel like that shows that Bruce is already very in tune with Jameis Winston. Because we talk about their history and everything and the young camps and, and all that when, when Jameis was a youngster and all that. And all that is great. And don't get me wrong, and those are really feel-good stories. But Bruce hasn't ever coached Jameis until this year. So seeing that Bruce is already taking approaches and already taking angles to be able to get into the mindset – of Jameis Winston to really connect with him really is encouraging to me because I think when you talk about that mental part of the game, that's going to be a lot of it is, is not just Jameis understanding the words that are coming out of the coach's mouth, but feeling them as a personal connection in, in a personal kind of way and really being able to get, drive that point home. So I really liked, uh, liked that part of that quote. Man, yeah, you know what? I, I did pick out that part of the quote, but I hadn't even made that connection of, of Jameis being a baseball player. And, and those terms being used to, to kind of get that idea in his head. And, yeah, I mean, you, you just killed that. I, I completely hadn't thought about it, but everything you just said made so much sense. And really, I mean, it shows that the Bruce Arians does – he does think that way. He's thinking on, a, on the next level, um, you know, just to get on the same page of his quarterback because, of course, he, he knows and we all know how important that position is. And if this team's going to go anywhere, Bruce Arians has to get Jameis right. Yeah, definitely, brother. Um, so talking about getting right, man, you're you're queuing up my segues perfectly tonight. Um, <laughs> Justin Evans, I think that this quote about Justin Evans probably gained the most traction on social media today. Um, I'm sure you've already heard it. I'm sure you've read some tweets about it, but we're going to go ahead and play it, and then you and I are going to give our thoughts on this quote. First, you mentioned Justin Evans coming back. I think there had been the hope at the end of spring that he might be ready to start a camp. Do you have a sense how close he is or, or when he might build a practice right now? I have no idea. I have no idea. How big a concern is that, just just knowing that you have well, a lot of players? Well, if, if he would have had 
practiced all spring and it was penciled in as a starter, I'd be concerned. But I haven't seen him play, so I've seen all the other guys play, and I'm, I'm okay. And if we get him back and he's what I hope he is, that's adding to the picture, you know? All right, Bailey. Coach Arians talking about Justin Evans, uh, the potential for him to return, if he returns, when he returns. Uh, what are what are your takeaways from that exchange between, I believe that was Greg Allman, if I picked the voice out right, and uh, Coach Arians are talking about Justin Evans. Man, I think that's extremely telling. I, I didn't – I just – I don't know. Uh, Justin Evans is a guy that, you know, came on pretty strong as a rookie. Then last year, of course, you know, I thought he played pretty well until he got injured and dealt with the injury, but – you know, it's a guy that, you know, Bruce Arians came in in January and he's only been able to evaluate. I mean, he evaluated film, of course, but, you know, firsthand, he's only been able to see what the guys on the field are doing. And with, with Justin Evans sidelined with that injury, he hasn't gotten to get any kind of sense of, of what Justin Evans is or where he is right now. And for him to say, you know, I've seen all other guys play and I'm okay with that, um, I mean, that speaks, I think, to his confidence in the other guys. It speaks to his confidence in the safety group as it is without Justin Evans. And that begs the question, you know, when, if, when Justin, when or if Justin Evans comes back from the injury, you know, where, what's his place on the team? Because Coach Arians certainly doesn't really seem like he's overly concerned about, you know, fitting Evans back onto the field because he's happy with the guys he has. I, I came away from that. Just thinking, man, that was cold. Like that was cold. <laughs> I mean, so we, we've we've kind of talked about this too. Like, you know, Ryan Griffin might be every Buccaneers fan's favorite backup quarterback. You know, like everybody loves Ryan Griffin, but they never want to see him on the field during the regular season. <laughs> and I was just kind of thinking about it, like this, and I, and I said it, you know, uh, about a week ago. This coaching staff isn't connected to Ryan. It, it, they're, he, they're, he's not. They're not married to him. They're not. You know, all the work that he put in for Dirk Cutter and, and that staff and everything else doesn't really hold a lot of water with this one. Like, there's no reason, there's no nostalgia, there's no familiarity there between that quarterback and this coaching staff. So, you know, there's zero guarantees, especially with a veteran who knows Coach Arian's system coming into the into the building, and then a guy who's got some excitement around him and Fitzgerald, who you know they're they're going to try to do some things with if he gets over that hamstring injury. But this is another one. I mean, Justin Evans, like you said, they watched tape. I mean, they talked about it earlier in the offseason. They went back and watched every game, every snap, every practice rep uh, from last year. But Justin Evans was a mixed bag last year when he was on the field, and then he was off the field for most of it. So, I mean, how much they really saw of Justin Evans and how much they really saw out of Justin Evans is something that we're probably never going to know officially. But it doesn't appear – that they came away thinking, man, Justin's a guy that we've got to get healthy and we've got to get him on the field. And right now, I feel like he is so, so behind the power curve, man. Uh, I mean, I know you can learn by watching. You can learn with film. You can learn and all that stuff. I got it. But anybody who's ever had to do any type of performance-based uh, profession or activity, whatever whatever it is, knows the best way to get ready for one of those things is to do it. You have to physically get in there uh, and, and get it done. And he's not been able to do that. He hasn't been able to take those reps. And the fact that it just doesn't bother BA is not good uh, for the for the future of Justin Evans. Because Bailey, when we did our defensive backs preview, uh, it was Evan with me. Um, I asked him. I said, "Is is Mike Edwards like officially this year at least the the kind of the top dog right now in that safety room?" And we both kind of hesitantly, like we felt a little uncomfortable about it, but we're like, "Yeah, I think he is." 
this right here kind of solidifies that. I mean, if 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 that's what BA really feels about Justin Evans, Bailey, I'll ask you right now, who's the top safety in this group right now? I mean, I think it's got to be Mike Edwards. I mean, yeah. I don't know who else it would be. And I, I'm excited about that because I'm, I love Mike Edwards and I'm really excited to see him play. But, man, what does that say about the rest of the safeties in the room that this guy that just got got into the NFL a couple months ago is is presumably that top guy right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Coach Arians isn't, isn't concerned, but, you know, he's obviously seen way more than, than we have. And from what we've seen, which is next to nothing, that sounds concerning. But, right. I mean, I, I'm willing to, to trust the coaching staff and, and what they've seen. And, you know, if they're comfortable with the safety group as it is without Justin Evans being healthy, you know, I'll, I'll take their word for it until I can confirm it with my own eyes. Yeah. No, I think that's a sound, that's a sound opinion. And I also want to be careful, you know, for any of, any of the listeners out there who might be thinking this right now, right, this very moment. It, it, we've seen nothing. And this this comment could very well just, just as easily be Bruce Arians being like, ah, you know, I haven't seen him yet, so I don't really know what to tell you. And it's really not as impactful or as meaningful as, as most of us are making it out to be. But that's just the feeling I got, man, when I heard it. That's just the feeling. So maybe we're making more of it. Uh, some of us, sometimes we do that. You know, we, I think we all do that at times. Um, so I'll admit that that's a possibility. But for now, that that is what it is. Bailey, training camp starts to – I mean, it's kind of already started. But really, it starts tomorrow. You and Evan are there in Tampa. You're in Tampa all the time. Evan is down there now uh, to, to help us kick off the first week, week and a half of coverage. I will be back – I will be down there in about two and a half weeks for the site uh, covering training camp. What are you look, hoping to gain knowledge-wise? What are you hoping to – deliver to Bucks fans through uh, your observations there at training camp this weekend? Um, obviously, so I'll be there for the first couple of days this weekend, and, and they won't be in pads just yet. So there's only so much, I think, that we can take away from those first couple of days. But, you know, I think uh, we talked about this off the air, but just, you know, who's in who's in the starting roles and who's uh, taking reps with the first team and, and all that kind of stuff. But, man, I'm excited to see the, the depth kind of the competition for those fourth and fifth wide receiver spots. Um, you know, some interesting guys, Justin Watson, you know, coming back this year, uh, Scotty Miller, the rookie, more rookies than Anthony Johnson and Demarcus Lodge, Bobo Wilson still around. I, I mean, I'm excited about that. Um, man, I, I'm excited about the secondary. I'm, I'm curious about the secondary and, and seeing what's going to happen there. And I'm really, I'm really, really intrigued to see uh, Dominic Sue in a Buccaneer uniform or a Buccaneer practice uniform, I guess it will be. But I think it's just, it's something that I'm still not used to yet. The thought of it and, and just kind of seeing how he adjusts to, to Tampa and to the defense. Um, I think that'll be interesting. So, I mean, lo- I mean to make a, a long answer short, there's a lot I'm looking for. I'm a lot, a lot of looking forward to seeing, um, can't wait to, can't wait to get out there and just take it all in and see, see what the Bucks look like for the first time they take the field together officially in 2019. Great stuff, Bailey. And yeah, I'm looking forward to reading and then hearing about all of your observations about all that stuff. Lots of lots of stuff going on with this roster. Lots of excitement, lots of possibilities. So yeah, plenty of things to keep an eye on, even before they put on pads. I mean, there's just there's going to be a lot of things to keep an eye on. Uh, so definitely looking forward to all that content from you and from Evan. Of course, all of our listeners can find you on Twitter at BaileyJAdams22. Find everything that you're writing, that I'm writing, James, Evan, all of us are writing over at Bucks Nation. Follow Bucks Nation on Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation. Follow Locked On Bucks on Twitter at Locked On Bucks. Follow me as well 
at DH82 underscore Bucks. Training camp is here. As you are listening to this, the Buccaneers are getting ready or possibly are mid-practice if you're listening to this later in the day. So get ready. Football is back. Get excited. We are going to leave this episode with one final message from the coach himself. Uh, However, before we do that, I want to thank all of you for joining us, for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Send us your thoughts on the early parts training camp uh, to the voicemail number 813-444-5841. James and I definitely want to get back to regular voicemail episodes, and we want to hear from all of you guys out there and what you're thinking about what's happening down there at the Advent Health Training Center. Until the next time we speak again, enjoy training camp. Can't wait. Football is back. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks. That's your message, Bruce, to the fans that will be out here tomorrow um, and for the next two or three weeks in terms of uh, your expectations. Come have fun. We're going to have fun. Uh, we're, you know, It's going to be different when we put the pads on. There will be a lot of hollering and screaming. ain't going to be any damn music. Uh, so you'll hear some things. You know, maybe put some earplugs on the kids, but uh, but uh, no, it should be fun. They should be. They should see guys working their tails off and be excited about it. Something good.